We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas here with you. We have a special guest coming up in just a moment. We're going to take some listener questions. We also got some news, mainly on the basketball front. But first, I want to give a nod to our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery during this pandemic. Uh, delivery, food delivery has kind of taken off, and these guys have been at the forefront of all that, especially locally. And they do such a good job. I mean, when you order from a Grubhub or an Uber Eats, you're they're only able to control it so much because they're not their employees. They're just contractors. Fetch Me actually vets all their employees, trains them the proper way so they can control the delivery experience uh, to your liking. So use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. You can use their free app. Just search Fetch Me in your phone's app store or go to FetchMeDelivery.com. Our special guest today, none other than the one and only Justin Ferguson of The Athletic and the co-host of ESPN 106.7's The Lunch Break. Justin, how are you, dude? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm good. So you've built out a studio in your living room. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I, have a micro, I have a microphone plugged into my computer sitting in my office. Hey, we'll uh, count it. Well, you sound good, so we'll count that oh, as a okay. studio. That's fine yeah, with yeah. me. It, it's, it's the it's the high-quality equipment we get at the Auburn Network, man. Like yeah, I, right. When this first began, I got the microphone. I was like, oh, I'll see how this works. And then like the first show we did it, Painter and I, it was like, man, this sounds really good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we could have probably faked it as if you were in studio. In studio <laughs> with me, though, is Michael Pappas. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you, Zach? I'm good, man. I'm good. All right. Uh, before we jump into some listener questions and, and all of that, Justin, I want to get your thoughts on what we know so far about the Auburn basketball schedule. So it was announced a few days ago, the season opener for Auburn basketball will be against North Alabama. That is on November 10th. Come on, Michael. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, November 10th, North Alabama. Uh, I mean, is that a is that a team that we should be looking at as kind of any sort of excitement or is that just kind of it is what it is? I, I think it's interesting due to the fact because North Alabama is a new team to the Division One okay. uh, landscape and the fact that it's also an in-state team and we see all the time that um, you know, Bruce Pearl wants to play these teams. They want he wants to play the UABs and the South Alabamas, and uh, it'll be interesting down the road if they if they this means you schedule more teams like Troy or Sanford or you know these teams like that. But yeah, it's just North Alabama is still kind of trying to find its footing in D one. Uh, this will be if we have a regular season coming up. Um, it'll be the third season they've been, and they've had two losing records in back to back years. So they're still trying to build their way back up and get adjusted to this to this uh, schedule and this you know the 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 power of playing in division one basketball but yeah, yeah it should be an easy win for auburn but at least it's you know it, i think it's more of what it represents as an in-state game um and uh you know bring it and bring another team like that down uh to auburn and you know if north alabama gets you know rolling a little bit maybe in the future you could see auburn uh you know going up there uh to florence and in the, in the shoals area maybe and doing a doing a game like they did against south alabama i actually think there's a pretty good chance that happens either way. Like you said, um, they've done against UAB and South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce has said that he he likes going to those places. It helps with recruiting, and he wants to give you know all the Auburn fans around the state uh, a chance, as good a chance as possible, to come and see the Tigers since it's such a hard ticket to get. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised in the coming years if we see a game up up at North Alabama. Yeah, it'll be very interesting moving forward. See how much how much they continue to do that because I think, at least with UAB and 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 with South Alabama, those are you can find big places to play them at. 
we'll see how it is in, in Florence. I'm not I'm not really well versed on the uh, on the size of uh, of, of North Alabama's uh, arena. I, I yeah. wouldn't imagine it's huge. Yeah, four thousand. Uh, you know there so maybe they find an alternate venue to do it at but i think the more you can put those teams like that on the schedule you know sanford uh rings a bell troy's trying to get something built up again they've got a really nice new uh, south new alabama arena. last year yep they got a really nice new stadium down uh, arena down there in troy and there's a, there's a lot of places i think it's really good for the state and especially when you look at where, where the state about ba- the state of alabama is going in basketball with the way auburn's been with the way alabama's trying to get and uh, you know honestly with with uab getting andy kennedy um, it should be a lot of fun moving forward. Then Auburn is hosting Murray State on December 22nd. This is part of a, a deal that started with Auburn going there in 2017. Murray State is always kind of a fun basketball team. Always a fun basketball team. You know, last year, uh, two years ago, everybody you know knew him because of John Moran. He ended up being the number two pick in the draft. He gave Auburn a really good game and ended up being really close down the stretch. Um, you know, coming back to Murray State last year, um, they were 23 and nine. So even without job, this is a still, still a really, really good basketball program. One of the better ones you can find in the South when it comes to, um, uh, the mid majors. And so they're going to be, they're going to be a challenge at least. I mean, Auburn, you know, early in the season, we know this Auburn basketball team coming up is going to be very young. And so this is going to be a test early where it says, all right, let's see how far you've come. Uh, Auburn will have more talent, but you know, you would expect Murray to be a team that, uh, is going to give them quite a test because, you know, they've had so many years of sustained success, uh, you know, up there in Kentucky. Auburn traveling to Washington to complete a home-and-home deal there. Um, I, I know Washington was kind of seen as being uh, a top 25 team at the time when they came to Auburn Arena. Where are they now, Justin, as far as the program Ooh. goes? Yeah, it was a really rough uh, regular season this past year for, for Mike Hopkins in Washington. They uh, they were 15 and 17. At one point, they lost 10 straight Pac-10 or Pac-12 games, I should say. Um, you know, this is a team that is going to be talented. You know, uh, they had Isaiah Stewart, which a lot of people thought uh, was going to be, you know, a, a t- uh, maybe a one and done town. Jaden McDaniels as well. So this team's going to have talent. They just couldn't really get it together last year. So. I don't know what Washington's recruiting class looks like for 2020, like what this upcoming uh, class looks like, but I would imagine that they are going to still have a decent bit of talent. Uh, but they're probably going to be a lot like Auburn is in, in the sense that it's going to be a young team still trying to figure itself out. And I guess with Washington, they're going to be really, really uh, hard-pressed to try to overcome the fact that they had such a disappointing year last year. Um, you know, losing 10 straight at one point and then getting bounced in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament before uh, that all got canceled uh, is not the way to go. Yeah, I think there was a stretch. Yeah, they, they, they went through a stretch last season where they lost 16 of 19. So that's not, not good. Not, not not what you want. Not what you want. They only won two games after Christmas until all the way until March. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of matchup they provide. Yeah. I mean, still traveling. That's going to be a fun experience for the guys, I think, to kind of go uh, to the other side of the country to play basketball. So Auburn will play three games in the Orlando Invitational. Um, the field is Belmont, Boise State, Gonzaga, Michigan State, St. Louis, Siena, and Xavier. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I heard you talking about this yesterday on the lunch break. I mean, you uh, you've got a lot of respect for this field. Yeah, this is a really good field, and, and and I think the next two years, what we see for Auburn, what they've got coming, you know, when you look at the battle for Atlantis in two years, that field they've got going, and then this one right here, 
not quite as dangerous as you look at in terms of big names as compared to like the Maui or maybe even the Battle for Atlantis will be in 2021. But man, I mean, like Gonzaga is going to be really good this upcoming year. Uh, they just signed a top 10 uh, overall recruit. Like I think he's the number eight player in the country as a point guard. Um, he decided to stay in, uh, stay at Gonzaga instead of go, going pro. Um, they're always going to be a really tough team. You've got some like real landmines in terms of, uh, in, in terms of uh, mid-major teams there. Siena is always a really tough out. Um, they, they played the same kind of slow it down system for forever. Um, and really well coached always Belmont, you know, what you're going to get from Belmont every year, which is spread the floor, shoot a ton of threes. Um, so th- this is going to be a, a, a test. Right? Can you, Remind me of a couple of other names. I already lost track of a couple of them. Those are the three that jumped out to me just because. Of yeah, the I'll just go through them again. Yeah, Belmont, Boise State, Gonzaga, Michigan State, St. Louis, Siena, and Xavier. Yeah, and so you know, you know what you got out of St. Louis last year. I mean, Auburn played St. Louis, and and you know, if St. Louis wasn't the worst free throw shooting team in America by a large margin, maybe they could have won some more games. So yeah. they got a lot of talent. They were really big. Xavier always recruits really well in in the in the you know in the Cincinnati area. They're going to be a tough out. Uh, Boise State's a very interesting uh, addition to that field. That that team that was kind of on the bubble heading into this uh, year, kind of that that Mountain West team, not as good as San Diego State, but a team that gave some people some trouble. And then uh, and then Michigan State. I mean, what can you say about Michigan State other than that that's one of the biggest like might be the biggest blue blood that doesn't wear the color blue in college basketball. Sure, like right. they are yeah. they are really 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 good, uh, and they'll be they'll be raring back for another year because. Um, you know, preseason number one didn't really kind of work out the way that they thought it was going to uh, this past season. And, you know, you got to always worry about Izzo in that situation. So I think the seeding will be will be a key for that one for Auburn. See how see how long they can avoid Michigan State. Yeah. And then it has been uh, it's been reported. Marcelo put this up uh, saying that Pearl says Auburn is finalizing a neutral site game versus a, quote, attractive opponent. So we'll see what that looks like whenever that's released. Who is that, Justin? I have no idea, um, oh, but on, uh, it would it would be very interesting to see. Like, doesn't sound like it would be UAB, but um, I, I bet I would imagine it would be back in Birmingham again. It would be back in that Mike Slive Invitational, mm-hmm. so stuff like that. Uh, they played St. Louis there last year. Uh, you know, l- looking at the schedule and kind of thinking about it, Auburn plays Washington. They've got a couple other mid majors on it. They could run into Michigan State. Uh, you know, in this in, in Orlando. Maybe you can kind of pull off a team that uh, that kind of a one-off game with maybe a, a a power five team that's not necessarily you know a super powerhouse. Maybe pull somebody from the ACC or pull somebody um, you know from maybe the Big Twelve or something. Well, you play the Big Twelve later on in the year, so maybe the ACC. Maybe maybe you step up and get a a, a good quality opponent from maybe the Big East or the or the A10 or something like that. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see where All they right. go. You heard it here first. Auburn's playing Duke. <laughs> playing duke in birmingham you know that that that, that classic yeah, that, thing that sounds right that sounds right hey coming up we're going to hear uh from some listener voicemails and answer those questions right here on locked on auburn march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Justin Ferguson here with us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Help us kind of keep this content rolling every single day throughout the offseason. You can call the voicemail line at 205-502-4285. Justin calling from Lafette. What's up, Zach? What's up, Michael? This is uh, Justin from Lafette. Got a couple things to throw at you. Um, one, it doesn't look like the quarter, like Bo Nix's quarterback class is super deep. So would you think him playing just great, not necessarily elite, but get him in the first round whenever he does get drafted besides, you know, like a dark horse quarterback coming out of nowhere. Uh, two, I want to know who's Michael's, like, tough love player going to be this year since Sal's gone, you know. He kind of, you know, he dissed on Sal a little bit, and Sal may catch us here or there. I'm just kind of wondering, you know, who he's going to pick to be that guy this year. He's got to find somebody. And uh, last but not least, do you think if there were just a conference season as opposed to a full season. Auburn won out, went to the playoffs and won the Natty. Do you think that, I don't know, Alabama fans would say because you can't even, you didn't even play a full season, so how can you count that as, you know, a win or count that as a national championship? All right, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, first thing, uh, we'll tell the last one first. Like, who cares? Who, who cares if Auburn was able to have a great season and it was somewhat altered? I, I don't think... I don't. I don't think Auburn fans should really be concerned about that. Um, as far as the quarterback situation, Mike, I'll let you think about your tough love guy mm-hmm. for a moment. Uh, Justin, I mean, do you have an opinion on Bo Nix as far as being a, an early pick as far as the quarterbacks go in a few years with his class? Yeah, it's not necessarily an outstanding class. Uh, if you look at it, Bo was one of the highest rated players in the class of, of 2019. Sure, uh, coming out of high school. Um, Spencer Rattler, whatever he does at, at Oklahoma is going to be uh, something that everybody keeps their eye on. I would imagine moving forward, uh, since he was a five-star guy and he's coming into a system that has produced a lot of really good quarterbacks uh, recently, uh, it's going to it, it, it's going to be a very interesting thing because he's kind of got a head start on a lot of these people. If you look at some of the other quarterbacks in college football last season, these underclassmen who could be around that, I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know what, what what they end up doing. A lot of those guys, a lot of those sophomores are probably going to go pro. Like everybody, everybody expects you know guys like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and Tanner Morgan to be out in the in, in the 2021 class. But you look at 2022, um, Sam Howell is going to be the one. And I know Auburn fans will be interested to see how Bo and Sam Howell go head to head when they play North Carolina in Week Two this season. Um, but yeah, I think but I think the opportunity is right there for Bo. And you know there was a story out. A couple weeks ago in ESPN that uh, that Ben Baby uh, wrote where he talked to Jordan Palmer. And right. Jordan Palmer just straight up said he'll be the number one pick in the draft. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I, I think that, you know, if you're going to be one of the higher highest rated quarterbacks in your recruiting class and then you come in and have three good years as a starter, three solid years as a starter, you might not have to beat Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields to necessarily make that first-round conversation. So I'd buy that. I'd buy that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what he does because I don't think he's got a ton of competition in the form of uh, what the guys he's got around him in that class. Again, we'll see what Rattler and Howell do, but those are probably your two biggest ones. Yeah, there's uh, the guy who started the season for Miami who played pretty well and ended up getting in a quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy at South Carolina, uh, Helinski, yep. uh, I guess he would count. Um, the guy at USC, Keaton Slovis. 
Yeah, Slovis. I always forget about Slovis. Uh, I don't know. There were a lot of true freshmen that started in college football last year. I mean, for me, the biggest wild card is going to be guys who are a year older uh, Mm -hmm. and decide to stay for their senior seasons um, for who who can come back. And then obviously Lincoln Riley's been pumping out quarterbacks left and right uh, like nobody's business. Um, I have no idea who my player is going to be yet. Uh, gonna have to see someone on a football field first so sorry to disappoint about that one and if Auburn wins the national championship this season Alabama fans will absolutely say that it doesn't count and uh, I don't blame them because if Alabama won a national championship this season I would also say it doesn't count just to be spiteful yeah that's that's the rivalry man yeah I guess it's just part of it uh, then Justin called back again. Justin from Lafette, 205-502-4285. Hey, guys. Justin again. Uh, sorry about this. I was wondering, with Alabama supposedly opening up May 1st, could that possibly give teams like Auburn and Alabama a jump on like summer workouts and training and stuff like that, that schools like Georgia or you know like worst-hit states maybe won't get because they are not opening up as early as Alabama may be? All right, thanks, guys. So he he called before Governor Ivy put uh, initiated her safer at home order that is now extended through May fifteenth, changing a few uh, uh, a few things, but not really changing a whole lot. And so before she even did that, and Justin, uh, I, I'd love for you to double check me on this, but mm-hmm. Auburn University put out a statement saying that they're not going to do anything. All of their stuff is closed till the end of June. So. I mean, we talked about Big Cat Weekend being postponed to at least till early July due to due to this this policy that they've enacted. I assume that that would be the case for football practices and, and things like that as well. Yeah, the, Gus Malzahn, we've talked to him a few times during this, and he said it uh, pretty regularly that they have plans in place right now. Like they have, what happens if we can start doing football stuff on June 1st or June 15th or July 1st and July 15th? And you know what? The more we start getting closer to this. It seems like July 1st is now more of a realistic timeline. Uh, I know there have been a couple of ADs that have come out and said that July 1st, we could probably get things done and get ready for a normal football season. I know Auburn is trying to get, you know, students back in by, you know, like, like that date said, um, I uh, I think the University of Georgia said to, earlier today that they're, they're looking, looking to have students back on campus in August um, so that July 1st date like would be something where I think I think college coaches and college football programs are going to get take whatever they can get in terms of how much preparation they can have. And we still have to work out all these things of will we will we have you know fans in the stands? Will we still have all these all these other things? But I think one of the things that a lot of people want to see is that if July 1st comes back, they believe that basically two months you can kind of get ready for a football season in September with two months. And basically just instead of having a month of prep in the spring and a month of prep in the fall, just smash them together at the end of the summer and kind of roll that way, have kind of extended camp and get guys ready that way. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. I think if you're one of those people who wants to stay optimistic through this, I think the, you know, these relaxed measures – and the and these these statements coming out from universities and from and from other schools that they're looking forward to having stuff in a few months is a good sign. You want to be careful through this, um, but I, I think I think uh, I think there's for the most part um, I think a lot of decision makers are striking a pretty good balance right now between 
um, being safe and also trying to get something going because um, it's a pretty tough spot for a lot of people if you don't have anything resembling real life happening in a few months. All right, we'll answer one more question in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. 205-502-4285 is the best way to submit a question. You can call it or you can text it. We have several texts that we haven't gotten to yet, but we'll do that uh, at some point in the next few shows. But Mike from Missouri calling. He's got some questions about the future look of this Auburn basketball team. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, War Eagle. This is Mike from Missouri. Uh, so, um, we didn't get Greg Brown, and we didn't get Jalen Green, but that's okay. Uh, I'm still very, very excited about Auburn's basketball team next year. Uh, I'm excited about the newcomers, and I'm excited about the guys who got a little bit of playing time, but uh, still haven't reached their potential. Uh, guys like Devin Cambridge, uh, who <laughs> seemed like an extreme sharpshooter, in uh, a couple games last year and then other games uh, mostly on the road, he just went quiet. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see the next step that he takes. Uh, and, of course, you know, Sharif Cooper, uh, JT Thor, guys like that coming in uh, to make what I think is going to be an immediate impact. And um, we don't have that senior group like we've had in the past, but uh, I'm still excited because this, this team's got a lot of room to grow. And I think they're going to grow into something good, especially with Bruce Pearl's leadership. Uh, So, again, thanks for taking my call uh, and War Eagle. Thanks, Mike, from Missouri. We really appreciate that. Yeah, Justin, I mean, it's going to be a a mix of some talented true freshmen and then some talented true sophomores primarily, Mm -hmm. right? And it's an extremely young team, but an extremely exciting team. I think if you look at the makeup for this 2020-2021 team, I think Auburn – has a lot of reason to go back to kind of that that fast paced style um, that uh, that we saw from Auburn, you know, really before this past season, and and you had to kind of make that adjustment because you had Wiley and you had a couple other pieces where it kind of or not as much three point shooting, but I mean, Sharif Cooper is one of those guys who's going to want to play fast, take a lot of shots. Uh, you've got a, a you've got a big man that you signed, a highly rated big man in JT Thor that plays that you know face up style. He kind of like when people ask what what JT Thor looks like, I would say late late uh, career Anthony Mclemore on steroids, like one of those guys who already is going to come in knowing that he's got a good face up game and is willing to, you know, put the ball on the floor and distribute from the from the five uh, or even the four, depending on where they put him at. Stretch out and bowl, you got. I mean, your big men are all rim runners, long guys, athletic guys. Your backcourt's going to be dudes who are going to want to want to attack the rim and shoot from deep. Um, so. It's going to be exciting, and, and and the interesting thing about this team coming up is they they might have to take their lumps early just because of the amount of youth they have. One of the reasons why Auburn was so good for so long early in this this last season was that they had that senior leadership and these guys who had been through the fire before, even though they had not been as the star players. Um, so I, I think this is, has the potential to be a really, really fun Auburn basketball team. And probably one of their better ones, um, you know, talent-wise, they could be right up there with the with the, the most successful ones of the last few years under Pearl. However, it might just take them a little bit longer to get going because that's a lot of youth on that team. A lot of guys that are going to have to step up into new roles, and some of them are going to have to step up into new roles, having not played a you know a minute of college basketball. Right. 
Right. A lot of good content that Justin puts out even during this slow time. Justin, where can people find you and, and hear you? Yeah, you can uh, follow me uh, at jferguson.au on Twitter. You can read my stuff at theathletic.com. Got a lot of stuff uh, going on there. Uh, a lot of draft stuff uh, from last week. Uh, put up a, a fun hypothetical uh, head-to-head today. Would you rather take uh, Auburn an Auburn all-star team of players from Alabama or an Auburn all-star team of players from Georgia? Uh, and then we'll have the mailbag on Friday and a lot of good stuff also coming up. And, yeah, listen to me and Painter on the lunch break, uh, ESPN 106.7, if you're in town. And if you're not in town, ESPNAU.com. Michael would take the option from Texas, all-star team from Texas. <laughs> I don't know if you can get I think they've only had 10 or 11, so it's good. They're going to have to be some iron men. Uh, they're going to have to play both sides of the ball. Jarrett's going to have to play quarterback and, like, a roving linebacker. <laughs> yeah, it's – I mean, we got the Swiss Army Knight fullback and middle linebacker, yep. you, so you can we'll do be a lot good. with him. Sure, sure. A- Emory Blake, Emory Blake, a receiver and, and cornerback. He was a he was a a, a Texas guy. You got Cam mm-hmm. Martin, so like it, they're more recent guys. But I mean, if if they're if they're going to make it through the full sixty minutes, I think you can at least give them a challenge. <laughs> True. Did you want to add something, bud? Yeah, I was just going to say uh, in some NFL news for uh, new draftees, uh, Javaris Davis, as we know, was signed to the Chiefs. Right. And they just had a defensive back get arrested yesterday. So oh. good things for Javaris Davis. Sweet. Fantastic. Michael, where can people find you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> 